Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi there. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, creator of Homestead on the Corner, The Sheridan Tapes, and Tales of the Echo Wood. The episode you're about to listen to is a part of the Apollo Creator Showcase 2022. To listen to the other episodes in the showcase and support all of the creators involved, go to apollopods.com slash Trevor. See you on Apollo, and we hope you enjoy this special episode. Before we get started, this episode contains loud noises including alarms, explosions, and screams, elements of peril including a plane crash, strong language, implied character death, and grief. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. Spotter 1, this is Flight Control. Do you have a visual? Spotter 1, do you have a visual? Uh, Negative, Flight. (laughs) Still looking. Uh, wait. Stand by, flight. <laughs> Holy shit! They actually got that thing to fly! Uh, flight, confirm visual. The bumblebee is in the air! Uh, repeat, the bumblebee is in the air! Copy that. Can you confirm ground speed? <laughs> She's hauling ass, uh, sir. It nearly knocked me out of my chair. Received and noted. Keep the aircraft in your sights. The, the hell's his problem? This is Capcom. Flight requests you throttle back below Mach 1 and continue the diagnostic. <laughs> she wants to run, Ren. I can feel it. As glad as I am to hear that, Flight is still requesting you decrease speed. <sighs> Mark 4 actual complying. Marcus, we really don't have that many subsonic tests left to run. We're still going to run them, Park. They're not going to tell us anything the drone flights didn't. That's a hundred million dollar aircraft she's flying, and I'm not going to risk it. By the book, down the line. Got it? Roger, Wilco. Fido, how we looking? Got a little shimmy, but not expected at these speeds. Won't be a problem. God damn! Flight, you better authorize her to go supersonic. I think she's getting bored up there. What do you mean? Fido, what's her altitude reading? It's uh, a little lower than it should be. Ren? Mark for actual, ascend to cruising altitude and maintain heading. Uh, uh, could you please repeat that, Ren? I don't think I heard you right. Mark for actual, Capcom confirms. Flight is requesting you climb and level off for the next phase of testing. You designed this thing, right, Park? Yes, I did. Me and my team, but... And you know how it flies. Uh, theoretically. Ren, what are you doing? And all the tests you did. They were level flights. Nice, remote-controlled basics. That is... That is correct. You shouldn't have bothered then. You already know this thing can fly in a straight line. You want to know what a pilot can do with it. That's the whole point of this project, right? 
She isn't wrong, Marcus. Capcom, you have permission to go supersonic. Put on your head, be it if anything goes wrong. Roger that. Mark IV Actual, you are clear to punch it. <laughs> About damn time. <laughs> oh, Godspeed, Bumblebee. Godspeed. Mach 2, Mach 2.5, Mach 3. Repulsion. Engines 4 and 5 firing in 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Surgeon, what's her status? Blood pressure dropping, but still acceptable. She should be good up to 10 Gs. Mach 4! Mach 4! Holy shit. Fido, what's the status of the aircraft? She's holding a flight. All eight degree and she's still accelerating. Damn it. All controllers that were ending the test, bring her back in, Red. Sir! Now! Mark 4, this is Capcom. We're ending the flight a little early. Throttle back and bring her in. Mark IV Actual, please respond. What? Uh, uh, yeah. Roger that. Uh, flight? She's not slowing down. Ren? Mark IV Actual, this is Capcom. Do you copy? Uh, I, I copy. I copy. Reducing speed and returning to base. Roger that, Mark IV. We'll break out the fine china and finger foods. What the hell was that about? Look up. Yeah, they're all still there. No burst vessels today. Hold out your arm. One ten over eighty, as usual. Though I still don't know how you keep it so low in this job. <laughs> Just good, clean living, Doc. <laughs> I'm sure. Any lightheadedness? Headaches? Spots in your vision? Uh, actually, uh, nothing now, but I was seeing some streaks of light or something when I was up there just now. Any idea what that was? Just streaks or flashes as well? No, no, just streaks. <laughs> they almost look like something flying alongside the aircraft. Oh, and did they disappear once you decelerated? Soon as I was below Mach 2. Then you should be fine. Chances are it was pressure on your eyeballs from the G-forces. Just let me know if it gets worse. We may have to run a few more tests. Yeah, I'll let you know. Hell of a first flight, Hart. <laughs> 
Hell of a plane, Park. Where's the fine china? Oh, man. I must have left it back at Mission Control. Did grab the finger foods, though. <laughs> Looks like you owe me a drink after all. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but a couple of the flight controllers were going to head over to Bowman's for some cheap beers tonight. You want to come? Is Edwards going to be there? I mean, he'd probably come if he wasn't so worried about getting his suit dirty. I didn't ask. <laughs> You're on, Park. So, so there I was. Stick dead, no rudder control, and some corporate asshole in my ear screaming at me not to eject or I'd never work in this industry again. Despite the fact that people don't tend to hire smoking craters either, which is what I'd be if I didn't eject. But I'm like, okay, Hart, you've gotten out of worse. Think it through. (laughs) I still had ailerons, but just barely. And every time I turned, I could feel the whole fucking plane trying to shake itself apart. So all I can do is nose up and hope I've got enough lift to keep me from crashing into the San Bernardino foothills or nose down and just pray for the best. Now, this this was all looking pretty grim, but but I hadn't lost an airplane yet, and I'd already decided I wasn't gonna until I was at least five years into this thing, so I still had another six months before I was allowed to crash. <laughs> so I started looking for somewhere, anywhere, to land that wasn't someone's front door, <laughs> and, and lo and behold, there's a golf course just off to my right, <laughs> miles and miles of flat, green, empty turf. (laughs) I just about managed to get the plane turned around without shearing the wings off, deploy every single flap that was still working, and dive straight for hole three. (laughs) I I nearly ended up on the green, actually, but I I landed in the sand trap. But still, seeing as I was starting from a tee about ten miles off, (laughs) I'd say that's a pretty damn good shot. (laughs) (laughs) And did you ever figure out what happened? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Some jerk at the airfield forgot to reattach the external fuel tank properly. Whole thing tore off and ripped through my stabilizer at Mach point five. <laughs> so don't any of you fuckers think about messing with my aircraft, all right? <laughs> because I will know and I will find you. <laughs> don't worry. Edwards is too paranoid to let anyone but the text and spitting distance of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a dickhead. Hey, pitcher's looking a little low. Y'all want me to top it off? I think I've had enough for one night. Oh, come on. It's only 8 o'clock. We've barely started. You know we have another test flight tomorrow, right? Boo. I'd prefer not to lose my job over a hangover. Shit. You're right. I'd better slow down. Oh, come on now. Don't tell me that Quentin Aerospace really is as boring as everyone says. We just got the bumblebee off the ground. It's time to celebrate. I'm going to fill this up. Any of you want to come help me finish it, you're welcome to. Hey, Eddie, fill her up, would ya? Aye, aye, Captain. Here, let me put this one on my tab. You covered the first three before I could stop you. (sighs) Oh, come on, Ren. You know I've got this. Actually, I don't. I know exactly how much QA is paying you, and it's a lot, but not that much. It's enough. Eddie, do not take this man's credit card. Uh, got it. I'll, uh, I'll just put it on your tab. 
Wait. Hold up, Susan. What's going on with you? What are you talking about? You're putting on a good show, but I know something's wrong. You've only been halfway here ever since you touched down this afternoon. Is there something on your mind? Look, Park, I like you, but you're pushing your luck. I'm fine, all right? What happened at the end of the test? Sorry? You sounded like you... I don't know, like you saw something you didn't expect up there. Can you keep a secret? Well, I've signed about 200 NDAs working for QA alone, so... Yeah, I guess. I'm serious. You can't tell anyone. Ever. I did see something up there. Right when I hit Mach 4. What did you see? Lights. Long, thin streaks of colored light. Just outside the cockpit. I think they were blue or maybe violet. I only saw them in the corner of my eyes and I was starting to get tunnel vision, but I could have sworn they were following me. Every turn, every maneuver, they were they were still there. But as soon as I slowed down past Mach 2 and looked away from the controls, they were gone. Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know how many pilots I know who've been laughed out of the business for saying they've seen little green men? Edwards is already gunning for me as it is. There are external cameras on the Mark IV. Inco could have checked them. I'm not about to risk my career over... They weren't recording during the flight, were they? (laughs) You really think QA would let that data go to waste? Could we... Could you show me? All right, I think I found it. Just give it a second. These old hard drives are a bit slow. You're sure we won't get in trouble for this? Nah. Edwards likes to talk like he's in control, but he's just a mouthpiece. The board put him in charge because they thought I needed someone older and wiser to keep me in line. Wiser? (laughs) Maybe just older. But give him some credit. He's been doing this a long time. He knows his stuff. He's just too stuck in the mud to do anything useful with it. All right. Looks like it's loaded. Pull up a seat, Captain Hart. All right, everyone. Let's keep this nice and simple. I want a good, clean baseline here. Controllers, yeah, yeah, I got all go. this. Can you no, skip to the end? Uh, yeah, no sure. System. Let me just scrub forward here. Blood pressure dropping, but still acceptable. She should be good up to 10 Gs. Mach 4! Mach 4! Holy shit. Fido, what's the status of the aircraft? Uh, She's holding flight. All lights are green, and she's still accelerating. Damn it. All controllers were ending the test. There! Stop it there! What the hell? Scroll back a bit. See if it clears up. Mach 4! Holy shit. Fido, what's the status of the aircraft? Uh, she's holding flight. All lights are green and she's still accelerating. Damn it. Again, slower. <sighs> All controllers Susan, are ending the just test. Just do it, Ren. Back in, Ren. Damn it. All controllers are 
Nothing. Ugh, shit. Looks like the footage got corrupted on the way in. I can hand it off to IT and see if they can clear it up again. No, I'm sorry, but no. I can't risk anyone else knowing. I mean, even if they do clear it up, there's no way to say they'll know what they're looking I, I at. I said no, Park. And I meant it. I, I just... If I'm seeing things up there, I don't want anyone else to know. I need to keep this quiet. All right. I mean, even if it is little green men, they don't seem like they're a danger to the aircraft. We should be able to continue testing just fine. Susan? 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 Mark 4 Actual, do you copy? Capcom, this is Mark 4 Actual, reading you loud and clear. Copy that. What the hell is she playing at? Capcom, please advise Flight that his mic is connected to the outgoing channel. Who the hell? Nico, why am I on a pub? <laughs> Still maintaining Mach 1.1 in level flight. Roger that, Mark 4 Actual. Maintain speed and heading for another three minutes. We're nearly finished. <sighs> Capcom, are there any other aircraft in the area? Negative Mark IV, your airspace is clear. Why? Requesting permission to begin high-altitude testing. Um, stand by on that request, Mark IV. Why don't you said you talked to her about this? I did, but she's... it's not that simple. Well, I'll make it simple. Tell her to get in line or you're both fired. This is not flight school. I've had enough of you two in fucking... Oh, fuck Christ this. Thing. What does it take to run? Susan, Mark IV Actual. Reduce speed and return to level flight. <laughs> you sure? I thought my three minutes were up. Isn't this the next test on the schedule? Mark IV, flight advises you that you're... Uh, please just complete the high altitude test as directed. Roger Wilco, Capcom. Ready to push. Copy that, Mark IV Actual. Secondary ignition in five, four, three... Two, one, ignition. Mach 3, Mach 3.5, Mach 3.7, Mark 4 actual check your aim. You're a little steep. Affirmative, leveling off. Mach 4, 4.1, 4.2. All right, Susan, that's target altitude. Go ahead and level off. Capcom, what's the X-15's record? Uh, airspeed record for crewed flight is box 6.7. You know when that was set? Uh, 1967, I think. I think 50 years is long enough to let that record stand, don't you? Mark 4 actual. Flight is standby for wing retraction. Uh, Capcom, we are tucked in and knocking on Mach 5. Mark 4 Actual, flight is still requesting that you reduce speed and resume the test. You can tell him to go... Please repeat Mark 4. I didn't get that. Mark 4 Actual, please respond. Susan? Susan, can you hear me? They're beautiful. Heart! 
unfortunate. Let me handle this. Edwards, I'm relieving you of duty and saving my pilot. Susan, your thrust should be equalized. Can you reduce spin? I... I'm trying. Lateral teaser. I'm not... Mark IV actual response. Surgeon, is she under nearly 20 G's red? She's passed out. Shit. Fido, can we take over remote control? We can try, but the signal's patchy. I don't know if I can pull her out of this dive. We have to try. Inco, stand by for remote takeover and prepare for emergency maneuver Lambda 9. <laughs> Susan, Susan, can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you run. Susan, you need to slow the ship down and stop it spinning. We can't extend the wings or use the parachutes at this speed. Can you do that? I... I can. Stand by on that parachute. I'm gonna need it if I black out again. What? <laughs> Susan, pull up. You're going to run out of air at that speed. <laughs> She's pulling out of the spin flight. She's pulling up. Stand by to extend wings as soon as she subsonic. Susan, are you still with us? I don't have any yaw control, and the elevators are busted. I'm gonna land where I'm gonna land, run! Copy that. Rescue crews are already... What? What are you doing? Who are you? Me and gentlemen are with the Air Force, Fred. You know, the people we're contracted to. They have some questions they want to ask you about why you subverted the chain of command during a routine test flight. Marcus, this is no time to make a power play. Not with Susan's life on the line. Don't worry. I'll make sure the aircraft makes it safely to the ground. Fido, take remote control and bring her down before she does any more damage. Sir, I'm not confident I can do, do it. Uh, I hate to say it, Edwards, but this conversation is about to be... <laughs> Pupillary response seems normal. Look up. Huh. Capillaries are a little swollen, but thankfully they're all intact. Should be good as new once the inflammation goes away. I wish I could say the same for the Mark IV. <sighs> Director Edwards, I must again request that you leave the room until I'm finished. This is a civilian operation, and Susan still has a right to patient-doctor confidentiality under medical law. For now. <sighs> All right. Let's take your blood pressure and... No more tests, doctor. There's no point. He's never going to let me fly again. We don't know that yet. And besides, I need to make sure you're okay before I we let you... We do know that. Run's probably sitting in some military police cell right now, awaiting a court-martial, and he's the only one who... God damn it. What does Marcus want now? Hell of a flight, Hart. Ren, you're... How? Turns out Marcus misrepresented the situation to our friends with the Air Force. A few calls to the board made it clear they sided with me on the matter, not him. But what did they- Ow! Sit down, Susan. Oh. You're going to hurt yourself. Listen to her, Susan. You need to take it easy if you're going to be ready for the next test. The next? Uh, but I- uh, 
but I crashed the plane. Eh, the line between crashing and landing has always been a bit fuzzy in my books. And it turns out most of the damage came from a faulty arrow spike on number five, not the crash itself. Should be fairly easy to repair with the parts we have in the shed. But there's no way Marcus is going to let me fly the next test after what I did. Can you tell me what I said this project was all about, Susan? When we first met? Putting the pilot in control again. Making spaceflight human-centric. You know what the first rockets were? An explosion with a person on top. An ICBM with a chair. Things have gotten a little better since the Apollo days, but it's still the same principle. A tiny capsule on a pillar of fuel, with nothing for the pilot to do but hang on for dear life until they reach orbit. The engineering demanded it. But now, we're trying to put the pilot back in control of how and when they get to space making space somewhere you can fly to on your own power. And that means taking risks on the pilots we believe in. Doc, could you give us a minute here? Uh, sure, sure. But I still want to finish those tests before you leave, understood? Ren, I don't know if you should be taking these risks. Not on me. Why not? The crash wasn't your fault. It was a mechanical failure. You couldn't no, have predicted- No, no, Ren, I'm not- I'm not talking about the crash. What then? Just before the engine failed, just before I passed out, I saw the lights again. Just outside the cockpit, just like the first time. Except they were closer. I could see them more clearly this time. I turned to look at them and they were there. It it wasn't G-pressure. It wasn't an optical illusion. They were... There were lights flying outside my cockpit, keeping up with me at Mach 4. I don't know how, but it looked like they were barely breaking a sweat. Like, Like going that fast was easy for them. They were the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Okay. And and then the plane was spinning. I I started to black out, and I knew I probably wasn't going to wake up again. But when I lost consciousness, I could still see the lights. Except they they weren't outside the cockpit now. They were... I don't don't know where. It it was dark, but I could hear the sound of wind howling, and I, I think I saw other lights, but they were hidden by... I I guess they were clouds, but I could see the lights hovering in front of me, clear as day. Except they weren't just streaks now, they were people. Human figures made of light, sparking and buzzing in the dark. Uh, And they spoke to me. What did they... What did they say? It... It wasn't... It wasn't words, exactly. More like... Emotions feelings. It it felt like they knew me, though, like like they'd been watching us for a long time now. Not just the Bumblebee Project, but humanity itself. That they'd been testing us, trying to see if we were a danger to them. And this project, it, it worried them. I don't know why, but I don't think they want space travel getting any easier for us. 
And do you think you actually saw these aliens? Or are you worried it was some kind of hallucination? I don't know. I I thought... I hoped that it was. Either way, I don't know what to do. If I'm crazy, then hey, I, don't, hey, I don't know if I should keep trying listen to... Listen You're not crazy. I don't know what else is going on, but I know that much. If that's what you think you saw, I believe you. You do? But I think you were right. You can't tell anyone what happened. If Edwards hears about this, we're both sunk. Uh, Oh, okay. I'm serious. You can't tell anyone. Friends, family, partners. You need to keep this from them. All of them. (laughs) Oh, trust me. That won't be a problem. Why not? Honey! I'm home. (laughs) Shit. I really pulled something, didn't I? Ah. Uh, let's see. Ready meal, ready meal, MRE, takeout. When was that from? <laughs> Bill, Bill, add Bill. Letter from mom. (sighs) Another bell. Another. Better late than never. I thought that was the point of your little stunt during the last test. My point was to save the aircraft. Nothing more. (sighs) Save your career more like. Don't pretend like you disobeyed orders because you care about Captain Hart so much. You have just as much riding on this as I do. Forgive me if I'm a little more honest about it. Mark 4 Actual, this is Capcom. Are you receiving? 10-4 Capcom, receiving loud and clear. All right, everyone, listen up. No surprises this time. No unauthorized maneuvers. No airspeed record attempts. No tomfoolery. We will get the Mark IV to 90 kilometers, complete the high-altitude testing, and return the Mark IV safely to the ground. Anything else will result in the immediate termination of any ground crew found to be culpable. Flight controllers, give me a go, no go for launch. Prop. Go flight. Systems. Go flight. Fido. We're a go. Inco. Go. Surgeon. Go flight. Capcom. All systems go. On my mark. Ten. Nine. Primary induction eight, spooling. Seven. Six. Turbines five, to speed. Four. Three. 
two, one. Launch sequence. Launch sequence initiated. Pulling up. Up and away, flight. Nice launch, Mark IV. Ascend to cruising altitude and stand by for secondary ignition. Roger Wilco, Capcom. She's being unusually compliant. Maybe she's nervous about the test after what happened last time. Did I ask you something, Capcom? Negative flight. She's reached altitude threshold one. Engines four and five, standing by. All right, everyone. Let's get it right this time. Capcom? Now he asked me something. Mark four actual, we are standing by for secondary ignition. You ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Propulsion. On my mark. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Ignition. Uh, standby flight. There seems to be an, uh, some kind of problem. And Cole, is this a network issue? Negative flight. She's still receiving. And why the hell isn't she... I'm sure you've noticed that the engines didn't fire just then. Don't worry. Nothing's wrong on your end. I've just disabled the remote control module on mine. Capcom, catch me through to her now. Uh, copy flight. Captain Hart, you are in direct violation of your contract with Quentin Aerospace and the United States Air Force. You will return to base and surrender yourself and the aircraft immediately. (laughs) Will I? Because as far as I can see, I'm all alone up here. This is my aircraft. If you attempt to leave Mojave airspace, I will have no choice but to have the nearest AFB scramble fighters and shoot you down. (laughs) I'm sure you will. But in the meantime, the pilot is in control of her own destiny. And I'm not giving that up for the likes of you. Susan, please. It's not too late. If you come back now, I can convince the board to keep this under wraps. Just please, come back. No. It was always too late. I was just buying time. Susan, please, don't do this. I really think I'm going to miss you, Ren. You... what? Attention, all flight controllers and QA personnel. This is Captain Susan Hart of the BBE Mark IV prototype single-stage vehicle. This will be my final flight. You might not be able to see them, but I do believe our esteemed observers are in attendance. And I intend to put on a show. What is she talking about? Secondary ignition on my mark. Now. Mark three. Mark four. Mark five. She's climbing flight. 80 kilometers. Oh, 90. 100. Damn it. Stop her, Park. How? Holy shit. That's the record. Susan, you just broke the X-15's record. You did it. Just come back. She's heating up, Flight. Atmospheric drag is reaching critical levels. Susan, please. You're going to break up. My God. 
Susan? Susan, do you copy? Over. We've lost her signal flight. Noting LOS at 11.34.22. Dr. Ren Park, personal note. October 10th, 2015. It's official. The QA board just voted. I'm out. Effective immediately. The BBE project is being mothballed, with all designs and experimental data being handed over to the U.S. Air Force. It's over. We lost. There's no sign of Susan. Military and civil aviation agencies ran a thorough search, but no one was able to find any trace of the Mark IV's wreckage, much less a body. The current theory, based on her altitude and her last known trajectory, is that the Mark IV's wings failed to retract. The combined aerodynamic stress and atmospheric drag caused the plane to break up in the upper atmosphere, and the debris was vaporized at hypersonic speeds. If they're right, then there's nothing left to find. Ash in the wind. But I have a different theory. One I've kept to myself for fear of being laughed out of a job I've already lost. That Susan was right. That something was watching our tests and finally decided that the Mark IV was too dangerous to leave in human hands. That they took it and its pilot away. It would explain her final transmission. A transmission that Marcus is only using to push the theory that Susan lost her mind. Stress and rejection... It's a potent combination. He found the letter on the first day of their investigation when they searched her apartment. A letter from the National Aeronautics and Space Administration's astronaut training program. A rejection letter. Her fifth in as many years. She wanted to see the stars. And I think in the end, she did. Wherever she is, whatever happens to her, I think she's earned her wings. What the? Hello, Dr. Ren Park of Quit. <laughs> Park here. Hello, Dr. Park. This is Dr. Daniela Caldwell of the Institute for Stellar Propulsion, Heuristics, and Aeronautics. Is this a good time? Uh, Dr. Caldwell, hello. Yes, yes, this is a good time. Excellent. It's come to my attention that your employment with Quentin Aerospace was recently terminated. Is that correct? Unfortunately, yes. I wouldn't call it unfortunate. No? Why not? Because it frees you up to work for ISFA. There's a vacancy in our experimental projects division in Ventura. Do you have a moment to discuss the position? Do I? Yes, yes, of course. One second. Just let me turn off my recorder. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Sail on off the radar and venture away from Trouble, it will find you It's behind you It always is Thank you for listening to this episode of Homestead on the Corner. This story was written by Trevor Van Winkle, directed by Madeline Regina, and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing by Brad Colbrook and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. It featured, in order of appearance, Saul Morant as Marcus Edwards, Andrew Kilpa as Spotter One, Sam Taylor as Ren Park, Isabella Tugman as Susan Hart, Lexa Childress as Fido, Julian Daly as Prop, Sandra Espinoza as Surgeon, Stephen Andresano as Inco, Marcus Rothenberg as Eddie, Alexandra Oji as Systems, and Chris Allison as Daniela Caldwell. Original music for this story was composed by Jesse Hogan. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our other shows on our Apollo Podcast Creator page or at homesteadonthecorner.com. A feathered heart forgets everything that's true. Feels like I ran into a thousand shades of blue. Why am I holding on to somebody like you? You've fallen.
Hi everyone, this is Trevor Van Winkle, creator of Homestead on the Corner, The Sheridan Tapes, and Tales of the Echowood. I hope you enjoyed this special episode we created as part of the Apollo Creators Showcase 2022. We all had a blast making it. As mentioned earlier, this is only one episode in the showcase. There are a ton of new episodes produced by some of the best audio fiction creators in the industry to check out in the showcase, along with exclusive creator talks and other great content. To listen to the rest of the Apollo Creators Showcase and to find your next favorite creator, go to apollopods.com Trevor. Check out the Creators Showcase to support the other creators, along with Apollo, who made all of this possible. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you on Apollo. Atonement makes us human and gives us hope. Audio Media presents... Patron saint of suicides. When the train decelerated enough, his body slid off the front car and into the gravel. What are you looking for? Two men who both have the same kind of discipline to wait there and let the train plow into them. It seems unlikely. It sounds like you don't think these are suicides, Detective. Someone is coming to kill me. Haven Atomo. I need help. Please help me. Then everything turned to chaos. Bullets ripped through the train car. They burst through glass, steel, and us. The Patron Saint of Suicides is a full cast crime thriller. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.